Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of From the Stands, The Cool Picks Show. On today's episode, we chat with pro hockey player Zach Lucali, and we chat about his hockey experiences, what it was like to bounce around the NHL a little bit, his time in Europe with the Red Bulls, and uh, what he's looking forward to most with the Washington, Washington Capitals. As well, we talk about his, his experiences with the Spangler Club and his work with a company called Living Sisu. Before we get Zach on the show, of course, we would like to give our shout-out to our production team, Mad Creative and Matthew DeCastro for the workup that you see for the show, for the logos, and Jay Salty Photography for the work that they do for the video production of the show. Also, too, just a reminder, make sure to hit up the links uh, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, on my bios, as well as in the, in the comments, and be able to get your discounts on our products with Hush Blankets and Great North Apparel. There is some great stuff there. And with Christmas around the corner, you will want to get some stuff at a discount. So use the promo codes that you see with uh, in the links, and uh, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's bring Zach on, and let's start talking about some hockey and his career. All right, Zach, how's it going, man? Hey, man, thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing real well today, thanks. Good, man. You? Everything's good? Everything's good, man. Just, you know, living one day at a time right now as best as we can. <laughs> I know, man. It's wild. But uh, I guess the one day at a time strategy will get us somewhere out of this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hopefully, hopefully sooner for the better. But, I mean, after, what, it's been seven months now? Uh, and it's, it's no, too long. <laughs> a little too long. Yeah, just a bit too long of a stretch. Um, well, let's talk about hockey. First off, I want to say thanks for, again, taking the time to be on the show. I'm really excited to have my viewers learn a little bit more about you and about your hockey career. And, and my first question for you is, how did you know that hockey was going to be the sport that you wanted to play growing up? To be honest with you, I don't know. I, I, I just know that I was – I don't know what really um, – I don't know if I knew from the start I wanted to play hockey. I just know that at some point I looked at Marty Berdur on TV and I really liked his helmet and his gear and I just like goalies uh, in general. But um, that was that was after I just figured out what hockey was. And uh, once I started playing hockey, you know, as a Timbit, um, the first year there's no goalies. You just kind of skate around and try and do that and. But then an opportunity came up and there was a, a goalie slot that was open and, and I, I tried it and I loved it. So um, that's when I realized I really loved hockey for real when I started um, being a goalie. And um, it's been quite the journey so far. Uh, it's been quite the journey so far. I don't know exactly what pushed me toward hockey at that age, but something did. My buddies, maybe my friends. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad it did, I guess. Yeah, it's worked out so far. We're definitely going to talk about your journey. Um, but talking about the start of that journey, you were drafted by the Halifax Mooseheads in 2011. And during your first season, uh, you ended up making a record for yourself and a name for yourself by setting a QMJHL record for the most wins by a rookie with 32. Additional to that, you were also named to the all-rookie team and awarded the Raymond, or Raymond Legacy Trophy as Defensive Rookie of the Year. That's a heck of a, a feat and a heck of accomplishments for the first year. What did it mean for you to make a name for yourself so early and kind of get recognized that way? You know, looking back at that season, it, it's it's actually wild that it went down that way. And um, I'm I'm happy I'm happy that I got the opportunity to be where I was. 
um, I got to play a lot of games that year. And uh, my coach, Eric Raymond and Dom Ducharme in Halifax, and even Cam Russell, the GM, they had confidence in me. And uh, there was an injury and I stepped up and I, I, I did well, even at a young age. It doesn't happen often, but I was presented with an opportunity and it went really well. So um, we, had a, we had a pretty young team that year, we're pretty young. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I worked hard with my goalie coach. I did what I had to do. I stayed focused and he kept me focused. He kept me in line and he kept me structured. And um, what it mean for me to make a name for myself? At that point, I didn't even know that that's what I was doing. Um, I was just focused on listening to the goalie coach and kind of learning and playing a lot of games. And Actually, to be honest with you, I was playing so many games at that time that I didn't even have time to think about what was going on around me. I, I was always thinking about the next game. And, and because I, at that age, at 16, I didn't know really what Major Junior was about. I was just thrown in there and everything went well. So um, looking back, it does mean a lot um, to me that I got that chance. And it was, a, it was a great way to start my junior career and great way to start uh, my hockey career in general. That, that's really um, where it all started for me at 16. and. I am grateful for that. That was a hell of a time in my life. Um, it, it, looking back now, it means a lot that I got to do, to, to do that my first year. And uh, you're talking about those accolades, but uh, wins as a goalie, it comes with a team. and uh, It was just a good time. It was just a good time. And talking about what you're focused on, you're just focused at that point, stopping pucks from going into the mesh. That's it. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm still young, man. It was like my first year, like – it's 16 through 20 um, in junior. So like, I'm, I'm just like getting, just getting ready not to get embarrassed the next night. You know, I'm playing against 18, 19, 20 year olds. I'm just doing my absolute best every night because I know that I'm so much younger. I know that I have no experience. I'm just being thrown out there. So yeah. in in, in, in a way, in a way it was like, I was just trying to survive and, I just kept doing that all year. And then I looked back after that year and then you were saying like it was rookie, rookie of the year there, um, defensive rookie of the year. And then friggin' 32 wins. And like, I played 58 games, I think. So it's just wild. <laughs> it's pretty wild, but I was just focused on surviving pretty well. Now during your 20 or 2012, 13 season, you became, you made another record for yourself by becoming the Mooseheads all time leader in wins with 79 passing the mark that was left by Jean-Sebastien Chaguerre. How much work and dedication went into that kind of season? Um, and when did it sink for, sinking for you that you just set another record? Again, like you just mentioned that you're not really thinking about the record books, but at the end of the day, you, you set these records, right? And, and when does that all kind of sink in for you? Um, good question. I mean, I don't know if it sank in at that point it sinks in slowly afterwards, few years after when you turn pro and people looking back at it. But at that time, I, I, I did put in a lot of work with Eric and, and Eric Raymond, the goalie coach, I always refer to him in, in interviews and stuff like that, because the bulk of my uh, goaltending learning uh, as, as a goalie, it came with Eric for, for those four years I was in junior end. And we just did so many reps, man. We just went through it over and over. And I remember we were just doing this drill of timing and, and, and patience and stuff. And I just kept doing it over and over and over. And, and then 
I guess I guess I got to give him a lot of credit because he just prepared me properly, put some structure. And and then once I was in the game, I was just playing and I was going and it got me into that rhythm. And then and then afterwards, those like you're talking about, those records came and the wins came and then the championship came uh, with that with that unreal team. We had uh, my second year junior with Nate and Joe and Marty Ferg and Conrad and Hardy, Lewis and all these guys. Luca Champini. I mean, just like so many, we were just, but on my end, I was just focused on my stuff and just like me and the goalie coach, we were kind of a team within the team. And, um, it was a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of dedication to it and really put my mind to it. As soon as I came at 16, I, I had some goals and I, I went for it. It was, uh, it's quite a time. Now talking about those records, I have to ask at some point, I feel like every every kid does this or every young kind of superstar does this at some point. After the first few years and you, you start setting all these records, you kind of have to look, in, look on the bookshelf, look for the record book and see what other records are you're close to. Did, <laughs> did you ever do that? Did you ever go into the library? No, I actually didn't. I actually didn't. Uh, the, the one time I did look at it is that I didn't understand how I got to uh, – Actually, it was actually after my first year. I didn't understand how I, I could set a record for wins as a 16-year-old. I didn't understand that. Like, there, there, in my head, there must have been others that have done this. There must have. There's no other way. But it turns out that uh, at 16 years old, goalies don't play that many games. I think only a few have. And um, in that regard, I am very lucky that I got to play that many. But um, yeah, it just doesn't happen often. So I wasn't the I was the right place, and I, I took advantage of that situation, and I, I I really I really pushed hard. And looking back, um, that's what I did. I, I was focused on my stuff with the, the goalie coach. But in the moment, man, I didn't realize that this was happening. So I never really opened the record books until they told me, "Hey, look, like this is a friggin' record of the league, like in, in history." I looked at it, man. There's no way. There's no way. There's got to be others. And turns out that. I was in a quite unique situation and uh, I did something uh, quite, uh, quite unique. Yeah. Definitely. And now talking about further down your career past junior in 2013, you were selected by the Montreal Canadians, 36 overall uh, two part question for you. What was it going through your mind and how excited were you to be drafted by Montreal, but like your hometown team and also to what was it like playing in bell center for you? Um, I mean, yeah, it was exciting. I mean, uh, when I was a kid, I was growing up playing hockey. I was, I was growing up learning the game, playing the game, watching the game. Um, the Habs were always my favorite team. Uh, I mean, I grew up just outside Montreal. That's just the way it was. I was the kid that would sit down with my dad at the dinner table when he came home with like the the, um, the 10 game pack and we could we could choose the games we wanted to go to and he would send that in and then we would get our tickets in the mail Um of, of the games we chose. So I would sit down and say, okay, well, on that, that's a school day. I, I won't be able to go. And, oh, no, I want to go see uh, uh, Colorado play versus the Canadians. I want to go, you know, so I was that kid, man. I, I loved it. I loved the Habs. I, I was a fan. And uh, it didn't really hit me quickly when I got drafted by them. I was just like, kind of, it was kind of a surreal experience where I'm like, wait, like this is, might be a dream. I don't know. Maybe it's going, <laughs> but it turns out, man, I, 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 I got dressed by the Canes 
uh, as a matter of fact. And I got the chance to play some preseason games with the team and had five camps with the team, played in their minor league ranks um, for three years. And um, also got the chance to back up games, real regular season games. Never had the chance to play real uh, a real game uh, so far in the NHL, which is still part of my goals. Um, but my time with the Canadians was, was, was pretty awesome. Uh, there was some good times, there was some bad times, but just the fact that I was part of the Canadians was kind of a surreal experience that I got to live and, and, uh, back up real games with, uh, Mike Condon, Trey Lindgren, Carey Price. Um, like, uh, these, these are, these are some elite goalies. So, um, learn from Peter Budai too, when he was around here. And, uh, man, I mean, I've been, I've had the chance to learn from a lot and I learned a lot with my time here in the Canadians. And, uh, I did move on to other organizations from that time, but, um, as a young guy getting drafted to Canadians, it was a, it was quite a dream. Now. Yeah. It's, and the thing is, is that even though you didn't get to start a regular season game, when you get to do the backup, at least you get the experience of learning about what the guys are talking about on the bench and, and seeing what needs to be done to kind of be in that step up. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But it's still, it's still, you know, part of your goal. You want to be out there. You want to play. You, you, you don't want to just be sitting on a bench. And especially after being part of the organization for a while, you know, like you're just itching to do it. And uh, oh, that, was, sure. that was quite, uh, you know, that was, that was part of my everyday life that I wanted to do that. And uh, I got real close, but uh, soon, soon I'm going to have a chance to play in the NHL. And we'll, we're going to talk about the team that you're with shortly. But throughout the last couple of years, you found yourself, as you mentioned, uh, you hopped around a couple of clubs, including the Vegas Golden Knights, and played in their system, followed by the Syracuse Crunch. And then found yep. your way to your first European club in the EHC Red Bull of the DEL. Now, obviously, pandemic has screwed over a lot of people's plans <laughs> with, with sports, with everything, with travel, et cetera. Um, and you weren't able to be featured in a game itself. But going through those different teams, what was your mindset like over the last couple of years between playing, like, getting sent around and then finding yourself in Europe, getting almost ready to play in Europe, and then pandemic hitting? You know what, man? That's, uh, that's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, there is definitely a lot to unpack there. And the last, um, I'm going to say, I've, I've just completed my fifth year uh, as a pro. I'm going to go into my sixth year. But the last four years have definitely been tough. Um, it's been tough. I, I've done a lot of teams. Um, uh, played in the East Coast, the AHL, and backed up in the NHL. I've just been up and down in the leagues and sent and, and signed other places and been on one-year contracts and stuff. It's it's definitely hard mentally to, to keep um, – to kind of try and build a, a relationship with one club and stay there and over and over. Um, and uh, with our goalie coaches changing and all that, it's definitely mentally taxing. Um, I did have some tough times when I played in Brampton, how it was tough for getting to get sent down and stuff. But um, that being said, I did have some great moments though, where um, I got to learn from a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different areas and systems. And I think that's, that's helping me right now where all these different experiences, yeah, there were some really good ones, but there were some bad ones too. And now I'm learning a lot and I'm putting all the pieces together slowly. And I feel like last year, a lot of things clicked for me in Orlando. And um, that's why I'm really excited, confident for this next year, because 
all that experience, I'm kind of puzzled all that together slowly. And um, it's, it's mentally, it's been a quite the ride, quite the journey, but it's all part of that bigger plan, that bigger picture that I have in my head where I'm just, I just keep grinding and I keep working and I keep getting ready for the next like game and season. And um, like I said, this last year went really well and it was a great time, great season, a lot of great things happened in my life. And, um, and then I went, I decided uh, to go to Europe. Like you were saying, after bouncing around some clubs, I decided, you know what, it's time for me to go play in Europe and kind of develop in those leagues there and kind of try something new and, maybe kind of revive a, um, a shot to come back in the NHL, you know, like that's, that was my thinking by doing that. So I had an opportunity with the Red Bull in, in, in Munich, Germany, and I took it. I just went, I went with it. It was kind of a tough decision, but I went, uh, girlfriend and dog went back home <laughs> in Montreal and I just, uh, I just went and I didn't know what to expect and things went really well until the pandemic hit, but um, I didn't get the, a chance to play. Uh, the team was, was, unreal they were they were poised to go to the finals that year so well we'll see how it plays out in the, in the future but now uh, I think that all pieced together for me to get this opportunity with the Capitals so uh, I mean it's just been a long story long journey different clubs different contracts ups downs um, you know good situations, bad situations you know sometimes I wish and I feel like I could have gotten a chance at the higher level uh, but it's just part of it. It's part of the journey. It's part of hockey. Uh, but personally, it's, 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 it's been quite a rewarding one, too. I, I'm learning a lot. And, and I think you could speak to that as well from different experiences, from good to bad. But putting it all together with experience, this is where I'm, I feel like next year is going to be a real good year. Definitely. And I'm going to use a metaphor here. I see that line poster in the background. And I'm going to just say it's everything falls into pieces and you just really have to claw your way through and, and you're, you're going to be a force to be reckoned with when the time comes because uh, you have all that experience. You have a bit of a chip on your shoulder to prove yourself. And, and Oh, do I? Do you, I ever? <laughs> you're going to do it. You're going to, you're going to make that name for yourself. I have no doubt in that. And uh, again, it's all about experience and talking about the Capitals, as you mentioned, um, in August of this year, you signed a one-year uh, two-way contract with the Caps. What's it like for you to now be able to kind of put all the bouncing around for now behind you and prep yourself for that upcoming season, whatever it may start? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, that's the thing about a new contract is that you don't know how it's going to play out. It excites me. And it's really exciting because I've had some really good rapport with um, – the, the goalie coaches already and uh it seems like everything's everyone's really excited to get back into it obviously everyone's really excited to get back in it, get the next season going um and for me it's a new start fresh start uh new faces uh new club new coaches and all that but for me i mean i gotta make sure that i'm just ready to perform the way i can as the best ability the, the best of my ability and that's what i'm doing i've been preparing for the last seven or so months plus um for that chance. So whatever the situation is, whatever season they build or whatever, I'm just going to show up and be myself and um, put all those pieces together. Like we were just talking about um, and then just play and just put them all together and, and, and apply, apply what I've done and what I've learned and what I've worked on. So um, it's a lot in the making, but I feel like this got to be a real good year, man. That's great. And yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing um, what comes of it 
Now, stepping away from hockey for a minute, I want to talk about your work with Living Sisu. For those who don't know about the company and about around or activating uh, your lifestyle, do you want to talk a little bit about what the program is and, and how you got started with it? Sure, sure, sure. So basically, Living Sisu, let's just start with the word. What does it mean? You know, it's a, it's a word from Finland. And um, I, I believe, I might be wrong here, but I believe it dates all the way back to the Vikings. And uh, what it means, what it represents is determination, resilience, tenacity, courage, anything that has to do with like inner strength and inner will. And um, my partner, the founder of Living Sisu, found that very powerful, very powerful word that represented a lot. And I agree with him, obviously. Uh, now that I'm part of the project, obviously I agree with him. Um, and uh, I, I became involved in this um, company and project because of its values and how everything we want to do is to help people activate their lifestyle and to, to live in a healthy and, and vibrant and, and sane life through sport, through physical activity, and uh, create a community around that. So there's, there's three pillars to living Sisu and there's three ways we accomplish that, like activate your lifestyle, li uh, like mentality with a Sisu lifestyle um, is, is first of all, through education, you know, educating people why it's important to be healthy through sport, why doing physical activity is good for you, things like that. You know, you have to educate and talk about it and create that, that conversation around it. Secondly, our second pillar is accessibility. You know, you and I both know that like, Sports expensive, and you you start you start um, looking at what the costs are for a young tennis player to fly around the world in all these tournaments, and a golf you know a golf bag is expensive, and goalie pads are super expensive. So you talk about serious costs to to sport, and and as as a young kid, so one of the the goals with accessibility or, or accessibility pillar is to give little financial help through our discounts, through our partners. So all of our partners kind of give a little incentive to try new things and try new sports. So all the discounts that you, you, um, you have through, through us make sport a little bit more accessible. And lastly, the last pillar is the activate pillar. And that's through all of our events. And before the, the, the true pandemic where everything was shut down, we ran a lot of great events from yoga to kayaking to hiking to, um, uh, uh, kickboxing in the park uh, as a group it, it was actually great a great time and people love to um, have sports events together it's about sharing the experience but now we got to switch a little bit to virtual type events um, to uh, to 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 accommodate kind of the red zone we got here in, in in Montreal but that's it for us that's what it is activate your lifestyle through our three pillars and that's education accessibility with all the discounts from our partners and uh, lastly, it is uh, the activate pillar. So uh, through our events, but the main thing about all this is that our membership is free and you get in and you, you, you become part of our community and you have access to all these discounts, education, and, and also all these events as well. So uh, it's great to have uh, this community. I've been working real hard on it and uh, having a lot of fun with it. I don't know if you've dabbed a little bit on our website, our, our app, our, our iOS app is coming out within the next week to two weeks. Our, our, our real iOS app is going to be out. It's good. I'm just really excited. That's fantastic, man. And that's, that's huge to know. And I mean, I talking about, yeah, the price for sports, I like, 
I was looking at golf stuff this year. Yeah. And obviously, golf's the most like the most social distance sport you can really play. And yeah. Oh, maybe I'll get a new golf bag because like mine's like six years old. I looked at the golf bags. I was like, this is the price of my paycheck. I'm, I know that's unbelievable. Like, uh, maybe not the price of my paycheck, but you know what I mean. It's it's a few hundred almost bucks. like for yeah. some people that's that's a very very big expense to have a new yeah. golf bag. Exactly. You know, imagine if somebody said, "Hey, look, like being part of this community." Um, of sports, like it's all based around sports. We're going to give you, I don't know, a 50 to $75 discount on your golf stuff, for example, at a certain location. And that's, that's a little bit what we do with our partners. And a lot of them give 20, 25%, even up to 30% off. Um, and actually one of our partners gives, yeah, exactly. 30, 30 something dollars off. So a uh, percent off the purchases. So like that, that makes quite the difference in people. And and once you accumulate those discounts over time, you save quite a bit of money. So that's one of the things with Living Seats, our goal is to make sport much more accessible. And, and you, you just gave a great example. Like golf is very expensive. Now, if people want to find out more information about Living Seats, where can they go to find out more info? Well, I hope uh, by the time they listen to this, um, our app is going to be out um, very, very soon. So if uh, you want... Uh, you go to livingsisu.com, living, S-I-S-U.com, and you become a member for free. It takes about 23.2 seconds. And um, you become a member, you have all access to all the, the, the advantages uh, of being a member. Um, and our Facebook page is, is buzzing right now. We're having a lot of talk about things to do for workouts at home and how to stay active in this COVID time and what to eat and even I invite people to sign up and be a member because also we're uh, developing a program uh, via Zoom where a few times a week we're going to have professionals come in uh, for workouts, talk about nutrition, talk about sleep, sleep experts, yoga on Saturday mornings. We're going to have a good time with this yoga program, uh, with this Zoom program, including yoga, but uh, with our Zoom uh, program. So uh, I invite people to go check it out and. Um, if you become a member, you're definitely going to be in the loop to know when our app's going to be out if it's not by the time you're here. So, uh, yeah, that's it's pretty much it. LivingSisu.com, our Instagram page, Living.Sisu, and also uh, our Facebook group is, is uh, quite the main uh, outlet to, to find us. So, guys, viewers, do it. Go sign up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it takes 20 seconds. It's free, and uh, we, have a ton, we have a ton of fun with it. So I uh, love to engage, love to talk with people about it. And uh, I'm all about, you know, helping people go to sports because I know how much it's brought me in my life and how and the values around it and the things I've learned as a kid. And now what I'm transmitting to people when I'm coaching and stuff like that and when I'm playing. So you for sure know what I'm talking about, how uh, sport doesn't just it's not just about activating and moving real fast. It's, it's about a community. It's about sharing the experience. It's about teaching others it's it's uh it's much more than that and it's a way of life and that's what we're it's a lifestyle and that's what we want to spread with the sisu uh the sisu lifestyle 100 percent um now let's switch gears back into hockey for a second yeah, for sure. talk about your spangler cup so you were you've been part of your the spangler cup for a couple appearances now you attended two two tournaments you played in the 2016 and 29 Spangler Club Sp Spangler Cups. I know that is kind of a twister. Yeah, Spangler Cup. When you say it like a couple times in a sentence, for sure. Now, <laughs> you one gold in both of your appearances. So first off, hats off to you for and your team for that because that's tremendous. 
Um, how excited were you not only to get to represent Canada at those games, but walk away with some gold as well? So um, I, I just want to correct. I, I went there three times, but we won twice. So okay. one, one, one of the time I went uh, two years ago, uh, we lost in a shootout in the final. So it was, uh, you can't get much closer than that. I was maybe one or two saves away from, from another title. But you know what? That tournament's unreal. It's in the Swiss Alps during Christmas and New Year's. Um, the rink is full every time. Um, it's just, it's just a, like a winter kind of wonderland, you know, like you're in the Swiss Alps, it's snowing every day. It's just the ideal place to play hockey. And, um, you combine that with a really good organization in hockey Canada where everything's taken care of. And we had large groups of people show up as, as, as uh, support from, you know, I'll give you an example. This last Spangler Cup I was at, there was 175 people, just family and friends in our group with Hockey Canada. So talking about sharing the experience with your family, your people, your mom, your dad, like it was super special, man. And especially in the place it is, um, it's a great time during, during Christmas and all that, man. I'm sure you could imagine how much fun it was. And great experience for me. Um, I'm super grateful. Like I got the chance to be in that three times already. That's great. And yeah, I mean, I get excited when I see the world juniors happen and, yeah. and even the Spangler cup. Like I I've seen a couple of the turn, like uh, the games. I haven't, I have to admit, I haven't watched as many as I wanted to, but yeah. just being able to see again, that level of hockey, that level of competitiveness, it's insane. And it's such good hockey. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, that's what's fun about the Spangler Cup is that it combines different leagues as well. So this past year there was a KHL team, there was a there was a team from um, uh, uh, Czech Republic, you know, a couple of Swiss teams and were guys from Canada that were kind of playing a little bit all over the world. So it kind of mixes it up and makes it really interesting, you know, uh, to play against different leagues and compare yourself to that. So personally, it was great because I was coming from the East Coast League and wanted to measure myself up to top competition. And, Got to play against Czech, the Czech league, and 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 another um, team. I don't think I played against the KHL, but um, Swift team. You know, like it, it's fun and it's a nice challenge. And um, yeah, that 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 level of hockey really takes a takes a level up once you hit the semis and the finals. So it's it's uh, it's super fun. Now, my follow-up question to that is: Everyone has like a favorable area, if you will to keep their medals. Some athletes like myself for my special Olympic tournaments, I just have them hanging up on the wall, like on a, on like a little rack. Um, some athletes I've heard keep them in a sock drawer. Like they put them in a nice little like team <laughs> and they, they hide them away. Where do you keep your hardware? You know what? Um, I live in a condo and in the Val and I've been moving a lot because of hockey. So I gave the mandate to my parents to keep that at their house. Um, with all my jerseys, all of my masks, all of my helmets that are painted and all the different clubs and uh, spot I've done, uh, all the different places I've done, they're all at my parents' house. Um, unless they told me they put them in storage somewhere. But uh, no, but my World Junior ring, Memorial Cup ring, all these things, um, they're with me. And uh, they're somewhere here. I'm not going to say where they are because people will know. But right. <laughs> how about this? They're in an undisclosed location. Yeah, there you go. I can't confirm nor deny. 
that's all right. I was just curious because, like I said, I've had I've interviewed some athletes uh, that have said they've kept them in socks or they've kept them with their parents or things like that. So I'm always curious as to where you hold your your most prized possessions per se. Um, now, yeah. my, I just have a couple more questions for you. So you've played in a lot of tournaments, obviously the Spangler Cup. You've played. Uh, I'm going to throw the NHL experience in there as well plus your world juniors and everything, what tournament or what kind of, um, if it's, if it is a tournament or the NHL experience, what kind of session of your career has been your most favorite so far? Oh man, it's really, that's a loaded one because it's tough. It's really tough, um, to choose between all these different experiences because they're all unique. Really. Like if you look at the world juniors, that's the top level at that age, you know, at that age group, that's the top. Um, so that was an unbelievable experience. But if we go a little bit before that and you look at the Memorial Cup, for example, that's that's the top. You can go in junior hockey other than the World Juniors. So that's a whole unique experience in itself. So um, you're playing against your leagues and stuff. But when you're talking about the World Juniors, you're talking about countries, you know. So that's that's really special. The Spangler Cup was special because of the family experience that you have and where you are in the world. If you're in a Swiss Alps, you get to see something really, really special. So to me, that was very unique experience, especially three times. Um, but also the fact that I got to play some preseason games at the, the San Vidéo in, in um, Quebec City at the Fresh Rink and some at the Bell Center. And... Um, a full preseason game in Colorado when I played with Vegas and backing up uh, in the NHL. These are all unique experiences that I, I, I can't choose one more than the other. You know, it's tough. Even That's being drafted is part of it. It's really tough, but they're all super unique in their own way. Um, and they're always the best experience of your life when you're in it. And looking back, it's tough to choose. But if you ask me this question after the World Juniors, that was the best experience of my life. And after this past Bangler Cup, that was the best experience of my life. And the best experience of my life that I'm living right now is signing another contract uh, in the NHL with, with the Caps. So I'm really excited about that. I can't wait. That's great, man. Now my last question for you is, obviously, as we've chatted, you've had a lot of experiences. You've gone on a lot of rides throughout your hockey career. What kind of advice would you give to the younger generation that are just starting off with their careers in junior and helping them kind of make a name for themselves, but also just kind of um, aim to get into the NHL or the next level? Yeah, that's, um, that's something I, I, I like to think about more and have a great answer to uh better and better as i answer it um but something i i feel that people are are not transmitting to people is also about yourself it's not just about the skills and i feel like there's a lot of self-awareness that you need to do before you get to the pros and a lot of things you need to know about yourself and and be confident in how you act every day and and the way you work and your work ethic i think the biggest advice I could give is, is really work on your mental skills on, on, on creating a system for yourself that you, you feel good in and that makes you perform at your best every time you're on the ice or pitch or court or wherever you, whatever you play. 
it's not just about 100% of skills, uh, physical skills, but also your mental skills are super important. And I believe that creating a system for yourself in terms of what, how you play the game is, is important, especially as a goalie, to have a system in place to eliminate those mistakes. Um, so for me, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say the belief in yourself is, is huge. Uh, work on your mental skills and mental resiliency uh, to, to, to go through some pretty hard times and adversity uh, when these times hit you. And lastly, create a system that will help you um, eliminate mistakes, mental mistakes, but also physical mistakes. And once you have a system, it gives you things to work on and, and, and kind of adjust and work towards and also adjust your system over time to make yourself better through your career. So uh, a, a good foundational piece uh, to help you moving forward. Yes, the skills are part of that, but work on your foundation, work on your basics so that you're strong in that area and then you build out from there. Great words of wisdom from Zach. Thank you so much, Zach, for being on the show today and taking the time to talk about some hockey, about Living Sisu. And again, guys, remember, livingsisu.com. Go sign up. Be a member. You won't be Yeah, just follow us on Instagram and, 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 and on Facebook. We've got a real cool group going on there as well. So I'm sure people will, will, will see a lot of value, a lot of great stuff from there. Um, it's something we've been working very, very hard to give as much to, to the people as possible, uh, to our members and, and people around. Uh, look, I'm a passionate guy about sports. I'm passionate. And I, I just want to spread that Sisu way of determination, of resiliency. And um, it's going to be all through sports. So uh, we're going to make sports accessible, educate people on it. And we're going to have some fun in our events. So uh, come on down and it's free. That's the beauty of it. It's free. That's great. Zach, thanks again so much for taking Appreciate it. Hey, have a great night. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Yeah, you too. We look forward to seeing what you do with the Capitals when the season. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it too. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, ciao, ciao. All right, everyone, that was Zach Fucali, a pro hockey player, currently a member of the Washington Capitals and two-time Spengler Cup gold medalist. Uh, thank you to Zach for coming on the show and talking about his hockey career and experiences. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of From the Stands. And we look forward to having you tune in next time. Take care.